My name is Corey Steiner. I'm the superintendent at Northern Cast, and it gives me great pleasure today to have the first ever Northern Cast podcast, something new we're going to try to do to increase communication, but more importantly, let you know a lot about what's going on in our school district with the people that are behind the scenes. So today I have Tim Keckler. He is our technology director at Northern Cast, and I have Darren Eller. He's our technology integration specialist. So let's start out with you, Tim. Tell us about your role. What do you do at Northern Cast? Well, um, I guess... Being involved with uh, the support of the technology that's at our school, um, I think more importantly my job and my role has evolved into more of a, a help desk supervisor. Um, we do support anything basically that's plugged in the wall. We hopefully can take care of or support it and then uh, and also you know um, projects in the classroom and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, but more importantly, you know, getting a, a group of students together uh, to feel comfortable, you know, and, and helping teachers and for them to understand the customer service world, I guess, so to speak, and, and how to create that relationship with your customer and uh, uh, to help them make technology easier. Very good. So, Tim, can you follow up question with you? Uh, how long has the help desk been in place at Northern Cass? Well, uh, I was thinking about that. The other day, um, and the best we could come up with, we think this is our 14th year, uh, so three full school years. This will be our 14th school year that we we started. And we started because of the one-to-one -one initiative, you know, because right away I was the devil's advocate. I really didn't think, you know, I had told Mr. Burgett, "Are you crazy? You know, are you going to put something in a student's hands and take it home?" Um, I said, "We can't do it unless we involve students," and I had no idea it was going to involve what it did. It's it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's amazing. 14 years, uh, you were on the cutting edge, and now we're really at the last set of schools that are maybe dragging their feet a little bit, but finally getting to that point where one-to-one -one is just a normal conversation. It is, that's for sure. Mr. Eller, how about you? Talk about the tech integration specialist position. Uh, well, along with the tech integration, I kind of kind of have to be a jack-of-all-trades. I help uh, Tim up in the help desk and help with the students as much as I can, um, but the main main part of my job is assisting teachers in integrating technology into their classroom. And this year has been a really big year for it because we've started using Schoology as a learning management system. We've started using Edgenuity as an online course builder. And then we've also started using Nearpod, which is um, increasing the student engagement. But the biggest part is getting the technology into the hands of the teachers and showing them how they can use it so they're more comfortable with it. Um, when a teacher comes to me with a software or app that they would like to get, I'll do some background research on it to find out if this is truly going to meet the needs of them and their students, and then kind of play an advocate for them um, and bring it to the admin and get hopefully get approval. And then I also do still go into the classroom and teach lessons for the students. When a teacher is not completely comfortable with a piece of technology, they'll use me to come in and teach that technology to the students while they're also um, watching as the teacher so that they're able to answer questions later on when students have questions and I'm not around. Okay, very good. How long have you been doing this, Darren? This is my second year as the technology integration specialist, but I feel like I was doing it while I was also teaching because a lot of teachers came to me for tech help, which I, I liked because it, I enjoyed that part of it. So. And you help with Tim during the summer? Yes, yep. Tim and I make sure we get everything caught up in the summer. Um, update all the operating systems, clean the computers as best we can. Um, we get each teacher's device so that we can clean it up and make sure it's running at its peak performance and make sure our access points are updated and we're good to go for the next school year. Very good. Tim, how many years have you been at Northern Cass? I believe this is uh, 
21st or 22nd year. Okay. How about before that? Um, 20 years with a computer company. Um, I guess I, I kind of went back and to, to think about how, how, you know, the 20 years before, I was like a technician, carried a toolkit for eight years, and, and then for about, I don't know, six or seven years, I was a, a, a senior tech, and then the rest of that to 20 was I was a systems engineer. And when I think about what I was doing then, and what I was what I'm doing now, it's uh, it's a lot more challenging and a lot more fun. Well, that, and that's perfect. It's a great lead into the next thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is I'd like you guys to talk a little bit about how's technology changed throughout your lifetime. And if you want to think about from the classroom, because I can remember green screens and a little bit of movement to when they told me about this new thing called the internet when I got to college, uh, it's changed quite dramatically. So even if you guys just want to kind of pick one thing that you've seen as like a huge change throughout your career. You want to start for us on that, Tim? Wow, you know, there's the big things that I think that uh, what that I see the technology has has found to make us worldwide. You know, when I when I think uh, a, a small a small business in Fargo um, can be competing against somebody across the across the United States or, or across the world. Um, when I when I think about uh, um, the type of computers and such that I worked on 20 years ago. Um, we carry in our pocket um, probably 10 times more data storage uh, in our pockets than the whole computer room in Gate City and even Metropolitan Federal, that those were two of my customers combined. You know, data storage is amazing. When we put in the one gig hard drive in a server, and that was when PCs just started, uh, we put it in, we, we never need any more storage than one gig. Well, we talk about, you know, uh, terabytes and that sort of thing now, and, and we practically carry those in our pocket, too. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably the, the, the two things that, I, that I just amazes me, you know. Uh, when I look back 40 years ago, um, uh, it, we were so uh, limited of our outside world, and now, and now we're just we're connecting all over the world. Yeah, I, I think of, I always say to parents that, you know, the phone that your child has right now in their hand is going to be the worst cell phone they ever have. Yeah. Uh, and that's quite yes, amazing yeah. for some of us who came from yeah. party lines or rotary phones party and line, even yes. to the big bag phones that you had to put the antenna on top of your car. Uh, it certainly is a quite a complex and changing world. Yeah. How about from your side, Darren? Uh, I think Tim hit on a really good point is that it kind of, your classroom is no longer four walls anymore when you have technology. It's wide open. We have teachers and classes that are doing conference calls and video calls with people all over the country, all over the world, and they never would have been able to do that without the technology. Um, they're able to give classes to their students that they themselves wouldn't be able to teach because they can give it, they can have them watch videos that other teachers, other professionals make, and they just do it right there on their tablet or on their computer screen. So they're not just limiting their students to the knowledge that they themselves have as a teacher, they're opening it up to a limitless amount of tech, um, knowledge that they can find for them on the internet. And um, Another thing is also it increases the student engagement. Our kids are able to have presentations in their hands where 10 years ago when I started at Northern Cass, they sat on the floor and watched the presentation on the smart board wall because that's all we had. Now we can put the presentation right in their hands where they can take notes on their own device while they're going through the same presentation the teacher is going through. So, Very good. So I'm going to go a little off script and, and hope it doesn't throw you guys through a loop. Through a loop. But uh, 
What what's your biggest frustration? And if it's your superintendent, you'll save that one till off. We're off the podcast. But so what what's your top biggest frustration or maybe the biggest barrier that you see in your jobs or in technology? Well, that's pretty simple. Um, I get a student, one student normally for fifty minutes, and there just isn't enough time to. You know, it takes really a full semester for a student to feel comfortable. And that's, that's that limitation. Now we have that block where they're going to get that 90 minutes. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, they, about the time that they start to get something, oh, we're gone. We're actually, most of the time, we're late. And he has to get, he or she has to get to our next class. Um, so time is a factor um, because it's, it's really hard. Um, it's, it's 10 times more. No, I shouldn't say that. It's twice as long to fix something because it's like OJT, on-the-job training. And so for those students to get a little repetition and to understand why. We don't allow anybody to write anything down. You have to know why you're doing it. Um, and I think if you have to do it three times um, and you know why, it's going to stick. If you, if you put it on a sticky note and you can't find it, well, it's gone. So I think it's time. Yeah, It's just being able to spend enough time with the students. Um, and, but then like that second semester of the year, and it's been like this for 13 years, in that second semester, now they feel confident to go into the classroom by themselves. And then they're start doing that now, and we're getting closer to Christmas, so yes, uh, I think it's time. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's, it's the one <laughs> thing we can control in our schools is how much time, but uh, it's probably the thing we need to take less control over. So if kids need more time or less time, they decide that. Yeah, yeah very good. How about from your side, Darren? Mine is, uh, it's a good thing for our students, but it's a difficult thing in our position is the how quickly things change in technology. Because you get teachers, you get students comfortable with something, but then it's outdated. Something new and improved comes along, and it's hard to get them to jump back on board with saying, no, this, this is going to be better for you, this is going to be better for your students, and they're saying, well, I just got comfortable with this. And I understand that from the teacher side of it, because I did the same thing when I was a teacher myself. But... There's always something new, and there's always something better, which it, it, it's a good challenge to have because we're always improving the way that our students can learn and the way our teachers can teach. So, yeah. Very good. What, uh, what would be your, your advice for those people that struggle with technology or aren't digital natives? So you talk Facebook, and they're like, oh, I don't do Facebook, or I don't understand Twitter, or you know, email's a struggle. What, what is your advice for, like, how do they get their feet at least in the water instead of just jumping in? You know, I think right now, um, if, 10 years ago it was harder, I think, for somebody to just jump in. I think now it is actually really easier with the idea of web apps and things that you do with a web browser. Um, for, for someone that, you know, if it's 60 years old plus, you know, they can get a, get a Gmail account. Um, within the Gmail suite, you can, you can actually edit um, pictures, you can save it in the cloud, you know, you can do some things that you enjoy. So look for things that you enjoy, I guess, and if, if you want to uh, edit a picture or if you want to edit a video and then send that um, to someone, it, you can all do it in one place now. You weren't uh, having to purchase, you know, a lot of, uh, well, I call them apps now, but you know, software and then jump out in and out, save it to your computer. Because half the time, a lot of our people don't understand when they do save it, where it went. And then where it went, well, was it actually saved in the right format? Because, my goodness, if you have a picture, you can save it in about 10 different types of formats. 
and then you find out which is the right one you know to email it well once you do it inside uh, well, Google I enjoy that because we, you know we're a Google school but it's a place where you can get all of that done and then very easily you know do it and understand it yeah um, now if you're if you're uh, not really uh, technological or techie in the, in your 20 plus um, my advice is to slow down everybody thinks that other people know more than you do no just slow down and think and get a good foundation uh, know what operating system you have understand it a little bit more so when you do save what's the download folder for what's the desktop folder for what's the document folder for getting to know your operating system and then uh, and, and don't get so don't jump in and then get frustrated because the intricacies of saving or, or moving things uh, get to be hard, get maybe to understand those core things first. Yeah, I think if there's one thing in my role I see <coughs> tech-wise is I'll see that from teachers where they'll try something, it doesn't work, and we're at a shutdown point. Like, oh. it doesn't work, it's a terrible system, and yeah. now I'm not going to use it. And we have to try to kind of rebuild that. It's it's that growth mindset that yeah. we push for our kids to do, but our, our sometimes our staff will lose sight of because it, it does get frustrating but in the long run, the efficiency and output that you can create is just, it's unlimited. Yeah. So one of the things, just to, just to, to kind of support that, um, when the kids in the, tech, in the tech help desk, they learn three things of hardware and three things of software. Um, I won't get into the hardware side, but the software, uh, knowing where your operating system is, where is it? Well, it's just in a folder called Windows, if that happens to be. Uh, if you have a Windows machine, but you also have a folder called Users, and that's where those that secured profile is of yours, and that's where all your information's at. And then, of course, you've got a folder for programs. And getting to know your operating system, maybe you'll never even go into that that folder called Windows, and more likely, 90% of the people do not. But to to look and know how simplistic the operating system is in a block diagram kind of makes maybe the intimidation a little less. Anyway, very good. How about from your side, Mr. Eller? Well, I think in our day and age, a lot of people have technology. A lot of people have a smartphone, a tablet, or a personal computer. I think one of the biggest things with a smartphone is learn what it can do. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that aren't aware that their phones are capable of doing the things that they're capable of doing. Um, and sometimes it's as simple as just even go into your where you purchased your phone. Ask them what it can do. Ask if you have a question about can it do this certain thing. Ask them. They'll they'd be happy to show you or bring it to one of us at the school. Our students. It's a great thing for them to do. Ask them, what can my phone do? And I think I think it would save a lot of people money because it would save them from buying something else when their phone is is capable of doing it already. Um, and then another thing would be, uh, I think the G. Getting started with Gmail, as Tim mentioned, is a great idea because Gmail is not just Gmail. It is you, you get a whole G, G Suite with it. You get Google Docs. You get Google Slides. The, our kids have a Gmail account, and they don't realize they have all of this stuff. They have their own YouTube account, and they don't even know it. I've told many kids that just add it to your YouTube channel. I don't have a YouTube channel. Do you have a Northern Cast email? Yeah. You have a YouTube channel. They don't realize what's there. So, so get to know the things that you, are already, you already have before you try to start um, buying new things because you may already have it. Yeah, and I, I think for, like from my perspective with some of the adults, I tell them stop, stop thinking you have to know it all. Ask yes. a 15-year-old. Yeah. 
I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old, and I'll say, I don't know how to do this on my phone. And instantly they want to take it. I'll say, no, 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 teach me how to do it so I can do it. And yep. they know. Yep, yep. And, and you're right, I do. I think people are buying devices and buying other things that their phones can already do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great, great perspective. The, uh, the new phones that come out, every, I mean, for Apple's case, every six months are really nice but they're not always necessary unless you are on the extreme end of having to be, have the latest technology because most of us don't. Most of us have something a couple of years old that will work just fine. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a little more about YouTube too. Remember that's a training a training tool for you. you know? mm -hmm. um, just, well, just a couple of weeks ago, um, we, uh, I won't say the, the student's name, but he was having trouble kind of understanding about the basic functions of the operating system. And so I just keyed in basic functions of Windows, Windows 10, or Windows 10, and it had a real simplistic way of looking at it, and the light bulb came on. So YouTube is a great learning tool, and, it, and if you get overwhelmed with it, hit pause and back it up. I mean, you know, sometimes we miss things when you have somebody explaining it to you and don't want to raise your hand and have them, you know, redo it. Here, you've got your your learning tool right in front of you. I'll jump on a personal story with that too with YouTube. I'm not the handiest person, my wife would would concur, and there's been times our furnace has gone out. And I've looked up a YouTube video on the what we're seeing, and I've been able to fix my furnace myself, save a couple hundred dollars, just by watching a YouTube video. And there, there's YouTube videos on just about everything you need to know how to do out there. So sometimes it's just as simple as looking it up. Yeah, and if you, you're not handy, Darren, I'm one step below that. Uh, even though I grew up on a farm and my dad made me learn how to do all that stuff, uh, I fixed my stove the other day, and I was so proud my wife was calling me a domestic engineer for the rest of the night. Uh, so my, my last question for you guys today is, why Northern Cast? Not necessarily about technology, but why are you at Northern Cast? Darren, you drive from Fargo every day. Uh, you could have a job there. Tim, you probably could be at the lake cabin if you wanted to. So why do you guys keep coming back here every day? Darren, you want to start for yeah. us? And actually, we do drive from Fargo every day, and... We have probably within a mile radius of us, we have a middle school, a high school, and an elementary school. Uh, we walk by them whenever we go for walks. And whenever people say, well, why do you drive from Fargo? I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, I actually just brought my daughter to the dentist last week, and he said, you're, the, you're, the, you're from Northern Cass, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, we were at a basketball tournament there last week, and there's something really special about that place. And he goes to a, a rival school of ours. His, his, he doesn't have to say it. He, um, but, I mean, I was lucky to get a job 10 years ago. I just happened to come out here on an interview, and they offered me a position. Didn't really think anything of it. Probably thought, well, I'll probably be somewhere else. But it's the relationships you build make it so you're not coming to work every day. You're coming to a place where people want to be there. They want to see the kids succeed. They want to see other teachers succeed. They want to see other, the other staff members be successful. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a drive, but... I know people that drive to downtown Fargo, and it probably takes them just as long to get to work. At least I get to drive on the interstate. Um, but, like I said, there's, there's great people here, and it makes it really, really easy to want to help them out. Because they know you care about them, they care about you, and it's just, it's a great place. Very good. Thank you, Darren. How about from you, Tim? Wow, I just say, say ditto. I mean, that's, that's exactly how I feel, too. I think we all as a staff really understand uh, this place is what we make it. If we want to make it positive, it will be positive. If we want to make it negative, it would be negative. But it's an idea that 
I don't know, I truly feel on how we acknowledge each other's, and as we talk about a lot, the greatness part, um, we, we do it, and it's, when I mean staff, I'm, I mean everybody. I know from bus drivers to, to tech coordinators, I mean everybody, uh, including the students. So, and I, so it bleeds over into everything. It's just kind of one great big umbrella that uh, how we acknowledge each other uh, and get a pat on the back. I mean, I can remember back my first boss in technology, um, he would never tell you you did a good job, um, but once in a while he'd say, "That's uh, I'll give you two attaboys for that." And we thought we had the world by the tail when he said that. Um, but how it, but, but the way it is here is a lot different. We don't look for acknowledgement, obviously, um, but it's always there. And I think everybody now it's more instinctive just to say, "Hey, thank you. That was a nice job." Um, and and the students are picking up on it too, so it makes a great environment. Well. Perfect. That's a, that's a great way for us to end. Uh, so Tim and Darren, thank you for being part of the first ever Northern Cast podcast. Uh, we're going to make this a weekly occurrence and we'll be checking in with you guys again soon to find out what's going on in the world of technology and how a future's changing. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.